0: Hi there. Thanks for joining us on Let's Talk Taste with Sherry, where we're saving the earth one flavor at a time by gathering community to share wisdom around the natural connections between our innate sense of taste and flavors that are grown in healthy regenerative soils. Welcome. Hey there, Sherry Hess with The Flavor Remedy. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Let's Talk Taste with Sherry, saving the earth one flavor at a time. Okay. So we've been talking about trusting our taste buds, right? How do we get to this place where we can trust our bodies, where we can feel like things that taste good are good for us. Like that's the ultimate goal here. Because when I, you talk to most people about things that taste good being good for you. I would say the majority of the population thinks you're crazy. thinks I'm crazy. Right? Like, how is that a thing? Um, so in the, in the last episode, we talked about this, we talked about why we can't trust our sense of taste and, and what some of the things you can do to take steps, you know, to, to be able to find this freedom, to open yourself up to being your own, your body's best wisdom through your sense of taste. What I want to talk about today is a little bit more of what, how, how can we actually recognize the flavor being real flavor And this is, it's almost a surreal thing to talk about because from a conception, like from a conception, me saying words to you and you taking my words and interpreting it into something, it's a little bit difficult because it's really not about the words. It's really about how your body experiences flavor and how you can tune in to your own body's experience of food. And it starts with awareness. Everything starts with awareness, right? So I always talk about ingredients. And when I talked about how you trust your taste, you know, I always say, start with living flavors, start with flavors that are coming from nature that are grown in ways, nutrient density equals flavor. This is what we also talk about in the show, right? That there's more and more evidence to show more nutrients equals more flavor. And, and that's this kind of proven point that we can use our sense of taste as this tool, right? So again, this is like words, this is knowledge, this is information that you can take in and you can, you know, either believe me or not believe me, or you can experience it for yourself because there's no better teacher for you than your own experience, right? So I'm going to throw some words at you and some ideas at you, but I, what I really want you to do is practice. Try it for yourself. So one of the best ways to, to recognize real flavor versus fake flavor, we've talked about this before. We talked about it with Diet Klein when I had her on. Um, she's the congenital anosmic who doesn't have a sense of smell. So all of her experience with flavor is all in our taste buds. We talked about the jelly bean test. And I think we talked about it with Rod Tyler from the um, Garden Socks as well. This is kind of like a thing that people do when they're trying to talk about how the sense of smell and sense of taste are connected and how you can't taste things if you don't have a sense of smell. We're not gonna go down that road right now. It's just false. I'll just leave it at that. But that jelly bean test is a good way for you to recognize flavor, the experience of flavor itself and how so much of that flavor is really just about your nose, just really about your olfactory. And this is always a tricky conversation because I'm not saying that the olfactory does not play with the sense of taste in, order, in, in our flavor experience, they absolutely do. But I'm inviting you to tune in to the complexity of actual flavor on your tongue versus the complexity coming from your olfactory. So the jelly bean test is one way to do this. Hold your nose, eat a jelly bean, eat they all the different flavors. Basically, I'm gonna ruin the, the plot for you. They're all gonna just taste sweet and you're not gonna be able to tell which one's raspberry and which one's bubblegum and which one's you know, boogers from Harry Potter. <laughs> like you're just not gonna be able to tell the difference if you hold your nose, because all of that is coming from um, this gas chromatography, recreation of flavor situation. So when you recognize that, and it's almost like you can feel it on the roof of your mouth. When you eat things where the flavor is coming from the smell, you can feel it. I feel it almost going through, like through my olfactory. If you tune into it and recognize it, you can tell what lands on your tongue and what lands in your nose. And once you start doing that and practicing that, it becomes really fascinating because sweet and salty, you can totally taste both of those on your tongue. All of the flavors, sweet, salty, sour, bitter, and umami, just to remind you of the five categories of flavor, you know, they're all this experience on our taste buds. And even in addition to those flavors, you're getting you can also get like what I call the elements. They're, they're almost chemical sensations of heat, like spice. Astringent, which is like this airy, cool feeling, right? Like peppermint. Um, so recognizing the feelings versus the aromas is a really good place to start when tuning in to what's real flavor. What's 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 flavor that's backed by Substance, right? Backed by nutrition. Um, another thing to really pay attention to is the umami flavor. So, this is fascinating too. And I would love your guys' feedback on this if you're willing to try this. Umami is like one of my nemesis when it comes to manufactured flavor because chips, pretzels, like I'm gluten free, right? So, the umami flavor is what makes a really good pretzel a really good pretzel. And it originally was based upon wheat, the protein in wheat that created the flavor of a really good pretzel, right? So now I'm gluten-free. I can't eat wheat. I want a pretzel. I love salt. And there's a brand that I really like flavor wise, right? And I'm eating it and it tastes so good. And I keep eating it and eating it and eating it and eating it because it's salty and it's umami and it's so delicious. And the nutrition value of it is zero, there's nothing in it that's good for me. It's all starches. It's all this recreation of texture and flavor with natural flavors, right? So umami flavor is a flavor that lingers on your tongue. It lingers and kind of leaves you wanting more. And this is where you have to kind of engage what happens after flavor. You have to get to the point of like, okay, how does my body feel? Like there's something happening in the choice for me to keep reaching my hand back in the bag over and over again because it tastes good, but there's nothing happening that's like creating satisfaction that makes me stop eating it, right? And this is, I think, the difference between flavor with nutrition and flavor for the sake of flavor. That's just using this kind of cycle in your brain to keep grabbing more, right? So trusting flavor really starts with more of an awareness really tuning in. What, what is the sweetness you're experiencing when you eat an apple versus the sweetness you're experiencing when you're eating an Oreo? Just do it, do a taste test and really tune in to, are you finding sour, bitter, umami? What are the other flavors you're experiencing when you experience an apple versus what do you, you can even like close your nose and eat an Oreo. What do you get? It's probably just pure sweetness, right? Like look for complexity complexity is a really great thing to look for and and by complexity i mean a variety of flavors right because you will get that in nature you probably won't get that with the oreo just saying so those are some clues those are some some ideas some some thoughts to to process but what you really need to do is experience play around do some taste testing do some comparisons um and see what you come up with hold your nose It's a really good way to start.